Achieving a gorgeous grin from home isn't a total mystery with Byteclear aligners. Just don't be surprised if all of your sleuthing friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Byteclear aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Oh, say in the political process. Honest. You, my friend, are part of the problem and not the solution. Compassion. The church needs to rise. Rise. The Monica Matthews Monica Show. Matthews Show. Welcome back to the Monica Matthews Show. Happy Thursday to you. September the 10th, 2020, the year that just keeps on giving. Giving great ideas. Lots of division, hostility. Four more years. A lot of things. I kind of want to do like a recap today, though, uh, and and send out you know ever so small and ever so small recognition of those who sacrificed so much on uh, September 11th, which is tomorrow. I realize I will not be on the air tomorrow, so I wanted to um, send my love, appreciation for all of those who gave on that day and who continue to give. There are many families who are still affected by the loss of loved ones who are watching their loved ones die, very slow deaths with illnesses that were uh, a direct result of their bravery, courage, simply getting up and going to work, any number of reasons. They were in close proximity. They ran into the building while others were running out. I mean, many heroes created that day. Although we do have a congresswoman who believes that it was just some people did something because the Democrats realize that words matter. Speaking of words, I, I want to do a little bit of a recap today um, of what the organization Black Lives Matter believes. And I'm going to tell you why. Because their curriculum is coming to a public school near you, and I need you to please reach out to your school board's or pushing this actually to your governors about this. I don't know what your state is doing with regard to this curriculum. It is a Black Lives Matter curriculum. Uh, we're talking about matriculation at rapid speed, and you guys are not even aware of what's happening. Some of you are in the state of Georgia because you send me videos of your children uh, in their curriculum of Black Lives Matter, uh, anti-racism, which, you know, in and of itself sounds benign to most reasonable human beings, right? But if you're not doing the job of teaching your child how not to be a bigot, then I'm not really sure how much better the school would be at that. The school's never been good at advocating morality. Never. Nor do I necessarily believe it's really their place to do so. I believe that, you know, two plus two is four. 
Georgia is in the South. Um, the, uh, you know, the European wars fought the, the, how the birth of this nation, the constitution, civics, economics, statistics, science, you know, a sperm and an egg make a baby. Vaginas mean you're a girl. Penises mean you're a boy. Very simple, basic things, right? That most of us grew up with that our kids no longer uh, have the luxury of subscribing to or otherwise believing in. Okay. Kohl's, a department store many of you are familiar with, is now um, offering Black Lives Matter merchandise. So you can grab your nearest Black Lives Matter t-shirt at your nearest Kohl's, rather. Um, Many of you are not aware of that. So whenever I mentioned it on Twitter, it was quite the eye-opener. This is the season of Black Lives Matter. You know why? Because the enemy of liberty, um, spiritually, has found a very interesting hydra to use throughout the globe. Because Black Lives Matter is a global movement, something I really need you to grasp. This is not just a stateside movement. This is not just about the sins of America. This is a global movement to uh, enter into the era of globalization, which has been the agenda for a number of years. I've never been a big fan of the EU. I thought it was, and I'm going to tell you, I thought it was bad then. I thought it was, I thought it, I think it's a bad idea now because it was, Europe was ripe for the pickings when the EU was conceived by man. Cause we know that all things begin in the spirit. At least I believe that. So when EU was conceived by men and that's not to slight men, which is what I'm about to read from black lives matter. Uh, but man, right. Whenever that plan was introduced into the earth, I knew right then that that was going to be a problem because it's all a part of the homogenization of world dominance, really. And the only way you could dominate something is to strip it of its uh, original identity and individuality. So that's how, um, and, and identity to extend into property rights, um, the ability to acquire and ascertain uh, factual data of the past, a.k.a. history, actual history. Um, Subverting someone's faith, their ability to not only believe freely, but to practice that faith freely without the encumbrances of a, um, gosh, how can I put this? A, A, what's the word I'm looking for? Secular dogma, right? without succumbing to the secularization, the the secular dogmatic approach to basically sucking all forms of national and international moray from the landscape of the earth. Which, in the end, all that means is it's still Satan attempting to erect his throne above the throne of God. <laughs> so, uh, So Black Lives Matter is a global movement. Uh, It is rooted in Marxism as self-professed by one of their founders, Patrice. We'll hear from her in a minute. Um, 
trained champions of of change. What other administration did we hear that from? The these are people who target folks who abide by law and order. Um, the ability to forgive apparently is not within the scope of reason for Christians, and the church actually subscribes to this too. Your church leaders are convincing you and your children that if you have white privilege and that because of that, you have an apology to make and a reparation to make. You have an atonement to make. And nothing could be further from the truth. Now, if you want to recognize the atrocities that man has perpetuated upon man since the beginning of the apple in the garden, um, and Cain and Abel, I understand that, and that's fine. And we should have a sensitivity toward the plight of blacks in America, in my humble opinion. Uh, we should also be uh, very excited about and celebrating our overcoming as a nation. There are many nations today who still enslave blacks who are black, who are predominantly black, who have black privilege, whatever the hell that is. So to live in this country and not to be enslaved by anyone or anything other than yourself, your own beliefs or lack thereof, it's pretty amazing that goodness and holiness and righteousness prevailed in the face of our worst, our worst behavior. 3% 3% of Southerners practice slavery. Again, it's the 3 percenters that are wreaking havoc across the globe. What is it with three? The 3 percenters. 3 percenters also known as a far right-wing group. I have no idea if that's true or not. I'm not a 3 percenter. I don't know. I haven't studied it. But apparently they're big, bad boogeymen of, you know, they're close to the KKK if you, if you listen to some left-wing KKK enthusiasts. And... Black Lives Matter, in my humble opinion, is nothing more than a black Ku Klux Klan. Okay, so here we go. They haven't been in existence for that long, by the way. Four years ago, what is now known as the Black Lives Matter Global Network began to organize. It started out as a chapter-based, member-led organization whose mission was to build local power and to intervene when violence was inflicted on black communities by the state and vigilantes. In the years since, we've committed to struggling together to imagining and creating a world free of anti-blackness, where every black person has the social, economic, and political power to thrive. If you purchase a Black Lives Matter t-shirt, if you're okay with a curriculum that is being taught in your public schools on your public school dime, then you too are part of this Marxist movement. Self-avowed Marxist movement. So I'm going to read to you who they are, what they believe. Again, because I think it's important because I know many of you aren't going to take the time to go to the website, but you will take the time to listen to my voice. And I I want to continue to to reiterate this for you, that this is, if we thought systemic racism and white supremacy and global warming we're competing for first place issues of modern day America. Um, this is something you need to pay attention to because racism undoubtedly is at the top of 
the pile of issues that we need to contend with, but only in, in the aspect of it is attempting this narrative in this group particularly is attempting to overthrow our constitutional Republic. And that is something that you are responsible for. We all are. Okay. Every day. Well, first let me start with this. They go on to say the black lives matter global network is as powerful as it is because of our membership, our partners, our supporters, our staff, and you, our continued commitment to liberation for all black capitalized black. Anytime I say the word black is capitalized people means we are continuing the work of our ancestors and fighting for our collective freedom because it is our duty. Every day we recommit to healing ourselves and each other and to co-creating alongside comrades, allies, and family. A culture where each person feels seen, heard, and supported. How many cities have to burn for someone to feel seen, heard, and supported? How many law enforcement officers have to die? How many economies are shut down? How many business owners go bankrupt? How many dinners are interrupted? How many white people are terrorized before a person feels seen, heard, and supported? We acknowledge, respect, and celebrate differences and commonalities. We work vigorously for freedom and justice for black people, and by extension, all people. We intentionally build and nurture a beloved community that is bonded together through a beautiful struggle that is restorative, not depleting. So here we have the romanticization. This is now romanticized um, by your resident Marxists that this is a beautiful struggle that is restorative and not depleting. We are unapologetically black in our positioning. In affirming that black lives matter, we need not qualify our position to love and desire freedom and justice for ourselves is a prerequisite for wanting the same for others. We see ourselves as part of the global black family and we are aware of the different ways we are impacted or privileged as black people who exist in different parts of the world. We are guided by the fact that all black lives matter. Regardless of actual or perceived sexual identity. Here comes your public school curriculum. Ready? We're guided by the fact that all black lives matter regardless of actual or perceived sexual identity, gender identity, gender expression. Economic status, ability, disability, religious beliefs or disbeliefs, immigration status or location. We make space for transgender brothers and sisters to participate and lead. We are self-reflexive and do the work required to dismantle cisgender privilege. For those of you who don't know what that is, if you are a heterosexual male or female and recognize yourself as such, you are cisgender. You are the norm. And therefore, you are privileged. And uh, they go on, I'm reading, and they go on to say, and we uplift black 
trans folk, especially black trans women, which would actually be a black man, who continue to be disproportionately impacted by trans antagonistic violence. So these are black men who think they're women or who dress as women or who want to be women or who transition to be women. We build a space that affirms black women and is free of sexism, misogyny, and environments in which men are centered. I'm going to read that again. This is your public school curriculum in your local public school, definitely on your university campuses, but your local public elementary, middle, and high school. Uh, We build a space that affirms black women and is free from sexism, misogyny, and environments in which men are centered. This is basically like reading a Beyonce concert or a Beyonce album. Queen Bee. Queen Bay. Mm-hmm. Because it has been about female idolatry for a very long time. We practice empathy. We engage comrades with the intent to learn about and connect with their contexts. We make our spaces family-friendly and enable parents to fully participate with their children. We dismantle the patriarchal practice that requires mothers to work double shifts so that they can mother in private even as they participate in public justice work. Now, here comes the forked tongueness because while they make spaces for a family friendly for a family friendly environment, they go on to say, we disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure. Again, we disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by supporting each other as extended families and villages, right? So here's your socialism. Here's your Marxism. Here's your communism. What's mine is yours. What's good for thee, what's good for me is not good for thee, uh, especially if you're in leadership, especially if you're Patrice, especially if you're the queen Marxist, right? Um, you have special privileges. You're not subjected to the same trough that the villagers are. So here you have it, the caste system of Black Lives Matter, right here in writing. So extended families and villages that collectively care for one another. So there's your free health care, your free education, your free you know, birth control, your free sex changes, your free, 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 free. And if you look at what is what they are paying for, what has been alleged that Black Lives Matter by Candace Owens and others who have actually traced the dollars and people who are way ahead of the investigative reporter uh, curve than I am, people like Michelle Malkin and others who have discovered that these guys, Black Lives Matter, have all forms of tentacles where your little white people $10 and uh, unsuspecting, but hey, we want to you know, stand with our brothers and sisters, black people, sending your dimes and dollars and five bucks and 20 bucks, a hundred bucks, millions of dollars, hundreds, whatever, tens of thousands of dollars to support this quote, comrade cause, right? They're pouring into the Biden campaign ad nauseum and the mailers I receive at my home, because I have a young one, well, I did, who lived here with me. Um, they're targeting your youth around all things free, all things village, You need the village. And I got to tell you guys something. 
This is where we need to repent and atone for, at least through our hearts and our minds and by our words to our children that we have abandoned on the field of dead marriages and divorce, um, contention in your homes, uh, you know, hobbies that take precedence over your families, um, anger, addictions, uh, complete abandonment on behalf of fathers and mothers in that Western nuclear family. So our children are ripe for things of this nature and for people like Bernie Sanders because it's in, and for Black Lives Matter because it speaks to something that's, you know, the devil always adds, you know, like a heap of leaven, right, onto something that's actually a tr- truth that we are equal and equality and justice is important and it should be important. And so is our liberty. But then they kind of, he twists it. And the truth becomes, you know, remember whenever Eve was like, well, you know, the devil went to deal with her and she was like, well, yeah, we're not even supposed to touch it. We can't even look at it. And it's like, no, that's not really what God said. He was like, just don't eat it. So it's amazing how, you know, it's like the telephone game and how um, depending upon what's in our own hearts, you know, we're all drawn away by the lust in our own hearts is what the word says. And so clearly Eve had a lust for more knowledge, equality, whatever, because when Satan said, hey, man, God's holding out on you, he's practicing that God privilege. Mm-hmm. And uh, the patriarchy, God's practicing the patriarchy on you. And Eve's like, yeah, what? Yeah. Okay, because he said we shouldn't even touch it or look at it. And Satan's like, mm, yeah, well, here, take a look. Next thing you know, she eats it. She runs back to Adam, and Adam's like, well, hmm, you know, you sure do feel good at night. So, and you are my companion. And so, what the hell? Quite literally, and here we are. We practice empathy. We engage comrades with the intent to learn about and connect with their contexts. We disrupt the Western prescribed nuclear family structure requirement by supporting each other as extended families and villages that collectively care for one another, especially our children. Here's your curriculum. They know it's where the children is where it's at. To the degree that mothers, parents, and children are comfortable. So see, there's that trust factor. So we're not going to encroach, but we're just going to offer you a really safe space with, you know, warm cookies and and milk. We foster a queer-affirming network. When we gather, we do so with the intention of freeing ourselves from the tight grip of heteronormative thinking, or rather the belief that all in the world are heterosexual, unless she or he or they disclose otherwise. So it's wrong of you to assume anyone's sexuality. And I have to be honest with you unless you have been committed into my care on a ministerial level or friendship as a sister or brother in Christ, I really keep my nose out of your sexual business. And that extends into whether or not you're a dude and you wear boas and high heels on Saturday night, or you enjoy wearing your girlfriend's panties. I don't know. Whatever you're into, really none of my business. Um, unless I'm running a church and and I got to make sure that our, uh, our, our uh, doctrine is in alignment and I, and I've got you investing in children 
that are uh, under my care, um, you know, as an employer, I, I don't really care if you wear work boots and, you know, your hair is really short and you don't like makeup and you, you know, wear the things to squash your boobs down and you're just, you know, you have a little belt chain, whatever. Um, it, it's just really none of my business. And you like chicks, whether they're pretty or lipstick or not. Uh, it, it's really none of my business. Again, I'm very clear about my lane in terms of with whom it is I've been entrusted and or to whom I've been entrusted. Um, you know, ministerial care. And if we do have that level of relationship and you want to talk about uh, things of that nature and, um, you know, the heterosexual, homosexual lifestyle, uh, confusion, um, you know, all kinds of things that run so deep that it's not even fair to start the conversation in a podcast and not be able to um, exhaustively uh, give you a comprehensive um, explanation of why I believe what I do. So I'm just going to leave that right there. But right here, they're telling your kids in their modern curriculum that your kids are now subjected to in your public schools um, that no, not everybody is straight and it's just not kind of you, nor should it be normal or natural for you to assume that everyone is straight. And shame on you if you do. So what we see here is a is a massive cultural shift and it's occurring in our public school sector because that's where it always begins, right? It's also occurring in our churches, to be honest with you, as the church goes out of the country and we see how that's going. They go on to say, we cultivate an intergenerational and communal network free from ageism. So interesting to note, my boyfriend pointed out to me, who happens to be um, a black gentleman, pointed out to me kind of the twist in this is that uh, with ageism, you know, especially in the black culture, um, the elderly, you know, are like the jewels of the culture as well. I happen to believe they should be as well. Um, and But what this does is just kind of levels the playing field. So there's no patriarchy. There's no hierarchy. There's no respect in the order of things. And even, you know, the Bible reminds us that the young uh, should subject themselves to the teachings and the admonition and the instruction and the com- the comfort and the you know all those things that our elders are there to uh, provide for us wisdom right guidance and that God knows chronology does not equate to wisdom for all people um, but for the most part you know along with age should come some wisdom that you can then impart to the next generation. Right? I mean, think about that. For how many years was Judaism orally uh, transcribed, orally passed down? So it was orthodoxy. Many things were not written down. These things were orally passed down by tradition from the elder to the younger. So right here, Black Lives Matter is doing away with intergenerational and uh, in a communal network Uh, They're fostering a communal network that's free from ageism. We believe that all people, regardless of age, show up with the capacity to lead and learn. Now, on the surface, that doesn't sound like a bad thing because I happen to believe that we can learn a lot from our youth, right? But I also understand what that means whenever you have a generation of the children of the corn who believe that they're just, they don't need to be beholden to anyone and the rules don't apply to them, which is what you see happening right now. 
That's why you see your cities burning. Your business is looted. That's why, that's why black lives matter. Children um, in their twenties and early thirties, you will hear them say, well, the capitalists have capitalized long enough. And now it's time for them to have to suffer a little bit like blacks have, like the rest of us have. And, um, and you know, the adults in the room just need to kind of sit down and just take it right. Well, this is why, because this is what this teaches them. And they're okay with your children leading you around by the nose based on what the feelings that we heard about a couple of paragraphs above this. Uh, We embody and practice justice, liberation and peace in our engagements with one another. That's important. What did I just say? We embody and practice justice, liberation and peace in our engagements with whom? One another. Right. Again, all part of being a part of the club. It sounds good. It's very justice centric. This is a global movement and it is moving directly into your public education sector, into your public school rooms today. Again, I want to encourage you. It will not only be on Cole's shelves. This was the same trumpet that I sounded my clarion call a few years ago when I saw that, um, uh, SI, uh, swimsuit illustrated, a sportswear illustrated, whatever was, um, with a swimsuit cover, a sports illustrated. Thank you. With the swimsuit cover, uh, featuring the burkini. Right. And I, and I, and to some people, uh, that seemed to be slightly disparaging to folks who subscribe to that level of, um, oppression of expression within the Islamic culture, uh, also within Sharia. Okay. Sharia actually requires you to, I mean, you are completely burkered. So the only thing you're going to see are someone's eyes, but there are other factions of Islam that, and, and, and in most cases believe that modesty and like beyond modesty, um, in, in, in at least in the Westerners prescription of, of modesty, um, should be exercised at all times, and that has become normal. Your uh, your hijabs were becoming normal, and we would see them online at Macy's and other major retailers um, because your your retailers are going to jump on board with the narrative of the day, just like what we saw happen with our uh, face masks. They have been made uh, cool. They've become, they've been made fashionable. And so I said to you, you know, in the years to come, it just will not be that far-fetched once you're used to and you celebrate um, someone else's culture, as it were, uh, regardless of how oppressive it may be. Um, Once that culture comes to a city near you in the form of Sharia to demand that everyone subscribe, abandon the constitution and subscribe to this religious dogma or else um, you will be conditioned for it. Kind of along the lines of black lives matter It's the same spirit. It's just a different manifestation, but spiritual people understand what I'm saying. It's just, it's the same spirit, just a different manifestation. Okay, so I just wanted to bring your attention to that, and I wanted to um, revisit the uh, actual belief system, 
in the self-described uh, belief system mission statement of Black Lives Matter, which is right there for the public to see at blacklivesmatter.com. Uh, I wanted to soberly bring that to you. Uh, not with, you know, not with a whole lot of emotion other than this is in your school, your local public school. And God only knows what's happening in your Christian schools as well because we can see our churches have been overrun with this uh, abomination of a religious practice. And this is a religion at this point. It should also, in my humble opinion, be uh, designated as a terror group because they subscribe to uh, violence and taking by force, fear, um, intimidation tactics, um, and guilt's right there with it. It is the molestation, I'm going to leave you with this, it is the molestation of your children's minds and hearts. And I know that's a really tough word for some of you, um, but your children are being trafficked by this organization in more ways than one. Molestation of your rights is actually a legal term. It is a legal consideration. It's legal verbiage, and I'm certainly not a legal expert, but I was pretty, um, it was a profound uh, revelation for me when I was studying uh, regarding RIFRA here in the state of Georgia and understanding that, you know, you're, it, was, it was described as in such and such shall not molest your right to, you know, not only your belief, but your expression thereof. And I thought, wow, what an interesting term. And as, as many of you as get like, you know, I know you're all nuts right now about the Netflix series with the little girls and they've been over-sexualized and that, that was a whole other podcast for me. Um, and, and I know that in senses, you know, like normal, decent human beings as it should. Um, but I want you to think about your children's minds and their hearts and their love for their country being molested every day they go to school, like without their knowledge and without their permission. Think about the Cub Scout leader or the priest or the neighbor, the dirty dude, whomever, you know, touching your little person without their consent. You are the parent consenting to your children's molestation when you send them to school and you don't stand up for their right to learn 2 plus 2 is 4, science matters, a girl is a girl, a boy is a boy, um, history, geography, science, math, language arts, sentence structure, how to execute and read uh, writing, cursive, things that we've done away with, things that we have deemed no longer necessary. Our entire dictionary now being hijacked by one black female who was upset about the definition of racism in the Webster in Merriam Webster's dictionary. That definition has now changed. Your children will no longer have access to the original definition of it. I'll give you my pastor's definition of it, and I'll and I'll leave you with this. My ta- my pastor's definition of racism was simply this, and this is what I ascribe to. And this is what I apply the atoning sacrifice of the blood of Christ Jesus to every single sin of this nation, including my own. Um, 
racism is is this at its core. It is a person saying that God made something and someone greater than or less than the other. I want you to think about that. That is that encapsulates racism at its core. That you would accuse God of making something lesser than or greater than the other. Now think about that in terms of humanity. He looked at us and said, we were good. Of course, that was before we fell. And then through Christ, he says, we're good again. At some point, the church is going to have to stand up and quit holding hands with Satan on this narrative and quit molesting our children. Okay, but until then, it's you and me, kid. It's up to us. It is up to us. You can bet your BBs on that. (sighs) I will not be back tomorrow. Tomorrow's Friday. But I hope that you all have a great weekend. I'll be back with you on Monday. Do some exploration of where your heart and your mind are. How courageous are you in this conversation? How willing are you to call your governors to talk with your children around these things? To address your teachers head on who are molesting your children's minds with Black Lives Matter indoctrination. All right, until next week, be good to your neighbor, beginning your own mirror. You can follow me at Twitter, iTunes, Stitcher, all that good stuff, Facebook. Subscribe to my new letter, newsletters at monicamatthews.com. And remember, if you're an American, act like one. Oh, 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 oh